This is Geek Gab with your hosts, John and me, Daddy Warpig. We are back. Geek Gab for Saturday, June 17th, 2017. We have on the show today two luminaries of Twitter and the Pulp Revolution. They go by the names of PC Bushy and Kaiju Bushy, but for the purposes of keeping things straight on the show, we'll just call them Bushy and Kaiju. But before we introduce our very special guests, we have an update from fellow host and good friend, author Brian Niemeyer, who unfortunately could not be with us today, or at the very least, if he does show up, he's going to be a little bit late. So we will, uh, Brian wanted me to pass along his regrets to you, our audience. That out of the way, John, how was your week? Not bad. Not as geeky as I'd like, but I'm going to be paying attention this weekend to Origins Game Fair. I don't know if you guys ever heard of that, but it's uh, it's one of the bigger gaming conventions that happens in Columbus, Ohio, of all places, every year. Um, and a lot of a lot of game demos there. A lot of games get released there or or announced there. Um, and near and dear to my heart, that's where the North American uh, players of Vampire: The Eternal Struggle gather for their yearly national tournament. Uh, that usually draws, you know, 50 to 100 people every year, including people from Europe. Uh, I wish I were there, but I'm happy to be here with you guys. So, um, oh, sorry. By the way, uh, Alex Kimball in the chat mentions that today is free RPG day. So if you want to kick off down to your local after this show is over, uh, obviously, and probably after the Superverse of SF live stream is over because I'll be on that and and you you don't want to miss a single mi minute of daddy warpig but um kick out after that is over kick on uh to down to your local your friendly local RPG retailer and check out free RPG day there's a lot of great stuff I've seen uh, various companies posting on Twitter of the things they're gonna have available and uh, it's always nice to check out what else is what else is available all right. So we're going to allow our guests, Bushy and Kaiju, to uh, take the mic. How are you doing, gentlemen? Hey, how's it going? Good to talk to you. Your mic sounds like garbage. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is garbage. All right, help, help, help out me in the audience. Uh, who's on the garbage mic and who isn't? This is uh, Bushy on the garbage mic. It's just, a, it's just a crappy gaming headset. I'm on a crappy gaming headset too. Do I sound like crap? Um, I've sounded sound like crap nice for two it. years. I have sounded like crap for two years, and you guys <laughs> never told me. Um, I mean, well, Bushi sounds like he's sitting in a in a beehive, but you you more sound like you're in a like a hallway. So I, you're not bad. You're fine. This is Kaiju, by the way. That's why I'm being mean uh, to people. Endorsed. <laughs> Welcome to the show, guys. Somebody was saying something about RPGs before I squashed them. No? Free ones? Free ones? Is that what you were saying? Free RPGs? 
Now, somebody like Kaiju or Bushy, one of the two was saying something about RPGs before I did the Alex Kimball announcement. I wanted to give him a chance to get that comment out before we uh, jump I, off. I thought that was, oh, uh, oh my, um, I think John was talking about the origin. Uh, the origins, yeah. Yeah, origins. I didn't know if, and um, gaming-wise, is that, is that like electronic gaming or is that Oh, it's, tabletop? it's almost all tabletop. Okay, tabletop. Okay. Yeah. It's it's um it's the official convention of Gamma, the Game Makers Association. Okay. And so it's almost all RPGs and uh, war games and tabletop games. Okay. Um, okay. It's sort of like it's not as big as Gen Con, obviously, but uh, it's if you live in the Midwest, you're lucky. You get all the all the gaming conventions you want. Okay, because I, I I never heard of it because I'm I'm out on the. Uh... I'm out on the East Coast here with nothing. Um, anyway, so. <laughs> you got a lot of anime conventions on the East Coast. That 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 much is true. Yeah, I, I don't I don't usually make it out to those. Um, I know Bushi's been to uh, Otakon, right? Yeah, my sister dragged me to that one year. It was it was uh, interesting. Yeah, back back in my college days, I went to Katsukon once or twice, and that was uh, shameful. I mean, fun. It was. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, I don't know. I might have been able to do that before I I got married, but I can't I don't I don't think my wife would let me back in the house if I went to an anime convention. She's Jay, man. To be honest, yeah. Um It well it takes a special type of fan. It takes a, t a special type of fan. I mean, I I went to it and I played in some video game tournaments and I watched some great um you know, I watched some anime and I watched some uh, cool costumers. Oh, I'm sorry, cosplayers. <laughs> uh, and and uh, it was it was an okay experience, but I just found myself sitting on the outside going, "Yeah, I, I like to watch anime." And this is back when I did like to watch anime, but but I I don't really belong here. This isn't. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go play more Marvel versus Capcom 2 over here in the in the video game lounge. Yes, I I understand. I mean, I, I'm not not I like anime. I'm not um I'm not really big into it. I was kind of late to the whole um, J Japanese culture um, thing. I didn't really get into it in high school. and I, Not until I actually started studying Japanese in college um, was I exposed to it. And that's, that's mostly uh, Bushi's fault because um, he was the only other uh, relatively normal um, student in the Japanese class. So um, Relatively is the key word. Yes, relatively. Um, anyway, but uh, that's. I was just just curious about the tabletop and um, like. Uh, I guess is is traditional RPG playing. Is that is that also considered tabletop or does tabletop gaming mostly like Warhammer type? Oh yeah, I, most people roll RPGs into that. Um, okay. Of course, I mean, you've hit on something there, which we should point out. I mean, people who do wargaming don't really do RPGs or or even regular board games. Like, they, you know, you can go to, like, a board gaming meetup group, and, and there's, like, one table where there's a few people standing around, and they're separate from another table where they're laughing and having fun and playing, you know, board games and stuff. And you go to this other group, and you're like, what's going on? And they say, oh, we're playing 18xx games this week. You know? What uh, what is an eighteen XX game? Uh, it's 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 a war game simulation, but it's set in eight, the eighteen hundreds, and there's all sorts of battles and 
the, so like one game would be the year 1873 and it has a particular map and a setup and everything and i'm sure there's lots of people who know a lot more about it than i do but that's the gist of it okay okay oh so 18xs is 1800s yes Gotcha. Okay. I thought I thought it was like a you know like the four X four X game. So I thought it was like what is eighteen levels of strategy? That's like I quit. <laughs> I don't. Want, okay. there, and there are people who love that shit, man. Uh, there are people who like uh, you know. I remember going to another gaming club uh, years and years ago, uh, looking for some board games to play. Uh, you know, people to meet. Uh, hey, what are we playing this? This uh, what are we playing today? Oh, we're starting an advanced civilization game. We're probably going to be done Sunday afternoon. <laughs> oh, God, it's like a risk on crack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just turn around and walk out the door. But hey, <laughs> Origins caters to those people too. Yeah, well, you know, all, all the best to them. There yeah. are war games, uh, classic war games that take months or years to play through. Uh, and people keep meticulous notes about the location and the status of everything and reset it up next time and play through a couple of turns. Uh, I mean, there, there are naval war games where they use, you know, miniatures of the ships and they're keeping track of shots and battles and things like that. Um, coincidentally, the uh, armor... Uh, the armor rating for naval war games originally... Um, it modeled ablative armor, armor gradually degrading uh, as shot after shot came in. And it was, in point of fact, the origin of hit points for uh, Dungeons and & Dragons and then all the other role-playing games who adopted it and then all the other computer role-playing games who adopted it, so. Yeah, I think I think the closest, the closest experience we have to that probably um, is Kaiju. I think it was one Christmas bought me, it's like a Warhammer 40K, Disc, disc Wars or something like that. It's basically like Warhammer Pogs. And... <laughs> yeah, we, we we didn't have a lot of money. Let me just defend myself here. Um, so we couldn't we we didn't have miniatures. So we bought little cardboard cutouts. And uh, and I think I played. We played for like a couple hours, and then my my child ruined it um, by being born. And yeah. and now you don't have time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a question, Bushy, because you uh, you threw out a question about what you should talk about when you guys came on the show today, um, and you got a, a huge long list of some really interesting topics. Do you do you have that list available? Because I just want you to like read through the list, just because some of them are really <sighs> bizarre. Yeah, I I wrote down a few of them. Um, I think I think most of them were requests for for Kaiju to talk about trolling on Twitter and uh, there's a lot of why mayonnaise is the worst kind of suggestions but um wait where's this list it's just on Twitter people uh, people wanted to hear you talk about mayonnaise being the worst condiment but okay I think um, I think I think we should I think we should address Agma actually he's a good guy he uh, he runs the Temple of Steel blog which is big on um Appendix N literature and, and RPG stuff. Um, he wanted he wanted to hear us talk about pulp and Appendix N. Actually, we we have a I think we have a bit of stuff we could say about that. He actually, was just on Jim Fears podcast 
for like four and a half hours. I haven't had a chance <laughs> yeah. to listen to any part of it yet, but yeah, that's yeah. that's that's a lot. That's a lot of time. Um, I listened to, I think a little bit. I, mean, I got through like an hour, but I really have enough time to to like brush my teeth. So um, I do brush my teeth though. Um, as long, yeah, and I don't eat mayonnaise. But let's talk about um, let's talk about pulp because <laughs> um, that's more interesting. And pulp is. Um, I just want to go out and say that uh, Bushi didn't actually like pulp. Um, I tried to get him to read some uh, REH, and he made a face and said that he only wanted to read um, Asimov. All right, he's full of he's full of. This is a family-friendly show. I'll just say he's full of it here. Um, no, I mean, Kaiju is one of the main influences that that led me to pulp and the whole Appendix N scene, which is um. I think I think most of your audience probably knows, but those are the works that inspired and contributed to the development of um, the original Dungeons and Dragons. But um, yeah, actually, Kaiju got me into Robert E. Howard and Edgar Rice Burroughs originally. Um, I think I had read a little bit of Appendix N and, and Pulp stuff before that, kind of unwittingly. You know, like I, I knew Tolkien, and um, I had read uh, Gordon Dixon, The Dragon and the George, which I, th I think was a, originally a pulp story, but that was kind of the the extent of my exposure to that stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I, I read Conan, and I was like, wow. Um, and same, Kaiju won another year. He bought me a uh, a collection of the first like five John Carter of Mars stories, and um, I guess kind of like I mean, um, Jeffro Johnson and John C. Wright have talked about this generational gap. I think there's a lot of younger people, um, millennials and and younger, who either haven't heard of this stuff, or when we have heard of it, it was kind of like derogatory old-timey, isn't that stupid kind of stuff, like, oh, people breathing on Mars and shooting ray guns, um, you know, sounds kind of stupid, but you read it, and this is actually, like, really good stuff, and that kind of drove me to uh, to find more. Um, before we get any longer, um, you, uh, you two are part of a group blog there, I know there's at least three of you. Is that? Are there any more? Yeah, there's there's three of us right now. It's um, actually uh, Gita Bushi, who um, is a uh, he's a really interesting, fun guy. He's also on Twitter by a different handle. Um, was it Brain Fertilizer? I can't remember. But he's he's the newest um, Bushi, and he writes a lot. Although he a lot of his topics are political recently. Um, Kaiju has been mostly keeping to uh, to writing stories, actually. Um, and he's been writing a really interesting sword and sorcery, which has been coming um, kind of serialized. It's never going to be finished. <laughs> it's almost finished. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, Brain yeah, brain Fertilizer, uh, Kitabushi, yeah, he, 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 is, he has a lot of output. So um, 
he he writes for the blog a lot. Um, I don't write I don't write as much. I write the least amount. Um, actually, the blog started off as being kind of a political blog, um, but everyone has a political blog, so and we we just really weren't that interested in sitting there talking about politics nonstop because that's what everybody does anyway. So that's why we switched gears to start talking about other stuff that we liked. Um, and so, yeah, so Bushy likes, he, he's more in the in kind of the, the sci-fi fantasy stuff. I like more of the horror. That's that's more my like horror pulp kind of stuff is where I came in. Um, I was, I grew up reading short, short horror stories um, and um, some like Ray Bradbury, not that he's horror, but um, he was my, I was my favorite author when I was growing up. And then H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Um, I think I read a lot of Stephen King for some reason. I don't know why my parents let me do that. That was a bad idea. Um, that's why I'm so well adjusted now. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so, so that, that's, yeah, that's our blog. We try to keep it up to date, but uh, most of the time I just sit on Twitter and say random junk. Um, we have a link, by the way, to uh, PC Bushy blog, pcbushy.wordpress.com, uh, in the comments below the video, so you can check that out. Um, yeah, we actually just registered the uh, the shortened version, so you can go to pcbushy.com and, and get to the same place. You should update that on your Twitter profile. Yeah, that's a good idea. I just I just did it a couple days ago. I'm like, hey, we're going on GeekGab. We should have a, a semi-legit-looking website. <laughs> we're not semi-legit, though, so I don't... I mean, <laughs> one, even... one thing at a time. <laughs> like, le... You're anyway. legit enough for the GeekGab. Are, are, are you saying that, that coming on GeekGab confers legitimacy? Uh, yes. I think, I think as... Yes. Yes, it does. You've made a gentleman. Say. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I'd like to, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was I like to do the, uh, it's called uh, hate buying. Does that make sense? To buy something you know you're not going to like? No, I, I buy something for Bushi that I know he doesn't want. <laughs> okay. But I, oh, yeah, but I, I buy it. For great gifts. I buy it anyway, and then uh, and then he ha he he feels guilty, and he has to to use it. So, yeah, that uh, was that was in college when he's like, "Hey, here's World of Warcraft. Say goodbye to the next five years of your life." Yeah, um, so I ruined his life um, that time. Yeah, in college, and then uh, and then I bought a Monster Hunter recently. Also, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Monster Hunter series. Um, and I don't think that ruined his life. Um, he got mad. But that's... Korea's book series or the video games? Uh, the video games. So, yeah. So, I I know Bushi's read some of the Monster Hunter book series. Um, but I, I'm talking about the, the video games where you just run around fighting dinosaurs. It's pretty ridiculous. But, um, yeah. I probably, I probably wasted 100 hours on that. Yeah. A note on that... Um... Daddy Warpig and I were talking a little before the show about some of Nintendo's worst decisions. And uh, I, I guess this is more on Capcom, but but we just found out the other day that the latest Monster Hunter game is not going to come to the West. And uh, Kaiju, was, Kaiju was pretty salty about that the other day. Uh, yeah, well, they, yeah, 
Yeah. That was salty. It's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's why I bought a, I bought a Nintendo Switch, because I'm an idiot. And, um, but uh, that's that's my defense. Um, but uh, Zelda's a good game, and um, I'm probably going to get in trouble for buying a Switch. Anyway, somebody, somebody else say something, because I'm just digging a hole here. So I've got a question. I have noticed um, about the pulp. Um, what is it that you liked about it once you actually started reading it? You wanna you wanna start kaiju or you want me to go? Okay, I'll go. Um, I think I liked. There was, I mean, there's still a sense of kind of of like wonder in it. Um, there's they still use some of the classic archetypes of the, that's a hero and there's a villain. Not everything is is gray. Not everyone. Not all the heroes are anti-heroes. Not not all the villains are just you know um, coming from backgrounds where they didn't get enough cereal as a child. And so are angry, um, you know. That's, I, I. It was, and it was also, you know. It's, it's. They had like they write action. Like I feel like they they don't write action anymore. Um, especially uh, the John Carter stories. I mean, that those things are pretty much just front to back action, and and it's you know it, you go through a couple hundred pages in one train ride basically. Um, I think I think I, that was getting back to the Pope's was just enjoying reading again for me like it was it's just fun to read does that is that answer does that answer your question or sure yeah yeah um yeah i agree with that um i think i think dw you and jeffro and um alex of Crisova have have all talked about this but you know, there's certain themes you see in the pulps, traditional values, um, you know, like fidelity and old-fashioned romance in addition to just the action that it's harder to find today. And, um, you know, I'm just a sucker for that kind of stuff. And, um, I mean, so, some of these authors are just, like, even technically and stylistically... I, I feel like they're so far above what you read today in, in most modern SFF. Um, Jack Vance, I mean, Jack Vance is kind of on the, the tail end of pulp. Like some, some people don't consider him pulp. But um, for him, I remember just like being astonished reading him and having to look up words, which I hadn't had to do in a long time. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And, uh, yeah, I, I just I just feel like the quality was a lot better back then. Not not across the board because there's a lot of stuff that's faded away and there are even a few popular pulp authors who I'm I'm not really a big fan of, but there's a lot of just great underestimated stuff. Who are you not a fan of, Bushi? Um So I recently revised my my opinion of, of, I'm not sure if it's Lee or Lay Bracket, um, 
I, I just read a story by her that I that I actually really liked, but the first, the first story I read by her was called like the Jewel of Boss, and I wasn't impressed by that at all. Um, and Fritz Lieber is the other one who I'll probably take a lot of crap for saying this, but I don't know, it just seems kind of mediocre. And part of it might be that a lot of his tropes and his style have been kind of replayed over the years, so maybe he used to be fresher than, than I felt he is. Um, and I haven't given up on him yet, but I've read now um, a couple of a couple of books by him and just, yeah, wasn't that impressed. The um, one one of I, I went up actually start to read the pulps again after uh, I read a bunch of uh, the uh, what is it Song of Ice and Fire, or Song of Fire Game of Thrones stuff. Um, so I went through a phase where I read all those books. Um, and you know he doesn't write books very often, so I was like, well, let me see what else I can write. I can read that's kind of in the same genre, and that's when I got that's also when I started reading. Um, I picked up R E H again. Um, and it's just like, I don't feel like offing myself after reading like Howard, whereas like Martin, it's like every, you know, everybody dies. Life is meaningless. Let's, let's burn people. Basically. Well, I, don't, I don't know how you got that far into watch anybody die. I couldn't, I don't think that lasted 50 pages in the game. I uh I read I read the first I don't have six are there six books out now five I read all of them basically and I don't know why but I think I once I start something I usually just try to finish it um so that was oh that that was like a lot of us with the uh, the Wheel of Time series yeah I, I haven't I am not familiar with that so I guess I should skip that is that what you're saying yeah it's it's. <laughs> It, it's it's the song of fire and ice for us old folk, I guess. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so song of fire and ice is just it's it's just brutal, and I it just don't nothing good. It's like that's the, that's like the anti pulp, to be honest. See, yeah. I'm I'm gonna differ there. I I actually like. Wait, you're wrong. So I, I, I like that series. <laughs> nobody cares well, what you have to say about it. All right, I'll I'll just turn off my garbage mic now. No, so I, I mean, I actually like the stories themselves. I think I think George R. R. Martin is a good storyteller and a good writer, but I think, you know, again, a lot of it comes down to values, and I think his value system, at least in the way he writes, is out of whack. Um, you know, like, I think death and loss, they are very powerful tools for writers to use, but you can't just like kill off everyone and not have anything have meaning. Um, you're going to desensitize the reader or the audience. And, you know, a lot of these older authors, I feel like they, they kill off characters, but, you know, it's like their sacrifices usually have some kind of meaning. Um, whereas in Game of Thrones, that's, that's really not the case. Well, sure. P people die in the Lord of the Rings, you know, but there's, there's meaning. I, I think that yeah. the A Song of Ice and Fire is basically uh, George R. R. Martin screwing with the audience. He um, 
is at least in the beginning he was trying to prove how clever a writer he was and how good a writer he was by taking a bunch of the expected course of a story and then just doing exactly the opposite. So none of his plot arcs have any satisfying resolution because to do the satisfying resolution would be to give the audience what they expect, to give the audience what they want, and you can't you can't do that. And then he kills off characters randomly and brings some of them back or um, the dwarf. Um, his character is there just to get crapped on by the universe. They call him the imp, right? He's small, and then he gets his nose cut off, and then he gets this horrible disease, and then he finds someone and falls in love with them, and she gets, you know, horrible things done to her, then she gets killed. Um, you know, all of these things, it's just to screw with the audience. Basically, A Song of Ice and Fire is George R. R. Martin using all of his talent, and he is an immensely talented writer. He's using all of his talent and skill as a writer to troll the readers. That's all he's doing, is trolling the readers. Emphasis on the immense, am I right? <laughs> yeah, and you know, I, I think I think DW really hits on um, an interesting point there. Um, you know, I noticed in the chat, Roland, yeah, some people are talking about how George R. R. Martin really, um, he relies too much on shock value, and he's kind of, I think, gone overboard and ruined his series trying to pursue that but um, you know trolling the audience in and of itself is not an untenable strategy because look at Jack Vance for example he <laughs> I mean Jack Vance is a troll lord um, but he knew how to do it without using cheap tricks I think well um I unfortunately have another live stream I've got to run to after this one, and we are edging close to being out of time. Um, I did have a, um, I did have a question. I've completely forgotten it. John, help, help, help me while I remember my question. You're I, had to, I had to do it. I had to do it. You, you put me Nothing. on the spot. And my, you know, it's like the Terminator when you got those list of options, and and option number four was let the silence hang, <laughs> <laughs> and I just I went for it, guys. So, other it's, than blogging, are either of you um, doing larger projects that you just haven't announced yet? Um, I, I know Bushi is. Um. I mean, we're, I think Kaiju and I are both doing a bit of writing, but, you know, not anything that we're ready to, uh, I, I don't know that anything will come of it, let me put it that way. Yeah, yes. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping to eventually submit some something to uh, either uh, Sersova or... The Hard Sea, Kaiju. Sorry, Curse, I, I can't say any. I, I don't think I've, I think that's the first time I've ever actually said it out loud. Um, so, you should shut up. Um, anyway, um, not, not just Bushi, you guys, other guys, you're, you're good. Um, but, uh, I mean, other, I, I don't really have a lot of time to do anything. I just, uh, I sit here and I play guitar and I yell at my kids and the <laughs> dog and, um, and then my wife yells at me and then, um, sometimes I, I watch like children's cartoons. So um, yeah, go ahead. With the sword and sorcery serial that you're writing on the blog, are you going to be doing anything with that? 
Um, I mean, I hoped, I'm, I'm hoping that I can, I can write more. I mean, that was, that character is kind of me, right? Trying to mimic, not mimic and so much, but like kind of, it's inspired by the Conan stories, but it's from like a, like a Catholic perspective. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm Catholic. Um, and we, we put a lot, I put a lot of throughout there kind of, um, throughout the stories are peppered different prayers and things like that, that are modeled after some of the forms of Catholic prayers, uh, which is a little bit on the nose, I know, but, um, I just wanted to see if I could do it. And, and, and so I'm I'm hoping to write more stories of that. And I also I also am a big fan of like uh, of uh, noir, like uh, like tech future kind of dark detective stories. So I'm going to try that too. But it'll probably just turn into a complete farce, like everything else I do does. So whatever. I just found out that in the Chinese internet, uh, they have what they call I believe Yinyan novels. Um, which uh, fans write, in addition to traditional publishing, fans write them on the web and post them either daily or, you know, every couple of days or whatever. And the novels and the stories go on, like, literally forever. There is some uh, gentleman I was reading about the other day on the Chinese internet who writes an incredibly popular serial um, who has written, like, a couple of thousand words for every day for years and years and years. He's on chapter something 1000 of this character going through these adventures in a, in a westernized um, fantasy world. Um, basically based on like, you know, a world that is uh, based on D&D where characters literally, literally have levels and level up and gain new powers and abilities and stuff. But uh it just it's amazing that they go on they just write and write and write for for you know days after days after days for years after years after years and they're immensely popular people you know chinese because they're written in chinese and written for chinese audiences just eat them up and even reading just about the tropes um, or the ideas the concepts the settings that go into these novels just fascinating it makes me wish uh, some of this is available in english at least because it's really really cool to think about is, is that like monetized? Like, is that something that the writers can kind of live off of? Or I have no idea. I, I from from the article I was reading, I understood that most of these are amateurs; that they're not getting paid for it. Um, and and my, I mean, I'm not looking to get paid. I, I'm not. I'm under no delusion that I'm going to get paid for any of my writing. I just want. I just like writing, and I like telling stories because, like I, you know, the most popular thing out there is like we talked about is the, you know, Game of Thrones, and I think that that's, you know, it's it's well written, garbage basically. Um, yeah, it's fair. Yeah. So uh, you know that that's it's and uh, I was inspired to do it by John C. Wright actually. Um, I was a big. Re I'm a big reader of his blog, um, and he was the one that was like, hey, we need to tell, we need to start telling our own stories. Um, we can't just sit here and complain about, you know, nothing good is written anymore. Um, cause I, he, he's an awesome writer. Um, I don't, I don't know if Bushi's read any of his stuff, but, uh, everything I've read by him, I've, I've loved. Um, so, yeah, so that, so that's, that's what I'm, I'm just trying to do my best in my, whatever I do. So, um, You've got an ongoing sword. Kaiju has an ongoing sword and sorcery serial written from a Catholic point of view on the uh, PCBushy.com. Again, link is below. And then Bushy has 
a uh, project that he's working on about writing that he can't talk about in public yet. Right? <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I can say I like the other day, you know, the, the muse struck and I just took a couple days and I wrote a short story and Kaiju has read it. It's just kind of one of these old school, um, you know, science fantasy kind of things. Um, it was ERB, ERB-esque. Yeah. So, I mean, I was, I was thinking of submitting it to Kosova, but I'm going over the guidelines and, you know, I don't know if anyone will ever read it, but I read it. Yes, I, we'll see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I know we're going over. Sorry. No, we're okay. Um, do you have any, any uh, last words before we take off? Um, I hope my voice wasn't too annoying uh, to everyone <laughs> listening. Um, I don't like listening to myself. So. Yeah, and I apologize for the snowstorm. And I would just say, um, you know, everyone who's listening to you has probably already read the old stuff. But if not, go check it out. Um, do you have any uh, any last words, uh, John? You know, I thought about giving you a moment of silence again, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on the show, guys. It's it's great to hear about uh, hear about what you're doing and your interests and everything. And I haven't checked out your blog. Uh, I'll be I'll admit that I knew you guys as a couple of guys who uh, are trolling me on Twitter all the time. Yes, <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> uh, so this is great. I'm going to check out your blog and uh, and writings and everything. Really looking forward to that. And thanks for coming on the show. And thanks to everyone for listening. Yep. Thanks for having us. Thanks, everyone. I'm really, I'm really uh, kind of disappointed you didn't read that list of topics because I thought that list, just as a list, was a, was a hoot. Yeah, why, why, why did not, why did we not have the list? I don't. I mean, it was mostly everyone repeating that they wanted Kaiju to to talk about trolling stuff. I mean, it, look, let me. The secret of trolling is that I, I'm not actually trolling. I'm telling the truth. So, like, pizza is crap. Mayonnaise is disgusting. Um, Toto is the best band ever and um ipas are disgusting it should all be poured down the sink basically um i don't know if i left anybody else out but if i did uh whatever you like is garbage so <laughs> that's that's all i have to say yeah there you go all right folks um this has been geek gab um episode 103 we are um well, I'm going to give you the same stuff we always give you every week because, again, we had an awesome conversation going on in the chat here uh, running all over for uh, about, oh, dear, about D&D and design choices. Uh, Alex Kimball was talking about where a bunch of stuff was going on. They ran over um, some suggestions for Lee Brackett's reading, discussions about what video games are coming out on the Switch. I mean, there's a full-fledged conversation that goes on in every chat for the show if you watch us live on YouTube. So, you know, if you want to stop by and join in the chat, by all means, we have a, a vibrant discussion. And that's the only way you're going to see it is if you come in and listen to the show live. I doesn't bother to me, you know, whether you come and listen live or not. But honestly, you uh, it's a great conversation. There's a lot of great people who come in and watch your show live. And you should drop by uh, if you have a chance and just see what the see what the combo is like. So if you want to do that, be sure to double secret subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we're at youtube.com slash geekgab. Click on the subscription button and then click on the little bell to make sure you get the announcements for uh, 
for when the show goes live and stuff, when we've scheduled the uh, scheduled the show to go live. And of course, uh, I sent out announcements on Twitter, on Facebook, on Gab, and on Google Plus. So if you have uh, anything uh, that you want to subscribe or follow uh, to keep track of when they go out, I announce them. I try to announce them at least an hour beforehand. Today I announced uh, this show last night, so you had plenty of warning if you want to come and do it live. We are available at youtube.com slash geekgab. We are also available on the Google Play Store. We are also available on the iTunes Store, and we're available on soundcloud.com. Just do a search for geekgab. And uh, we've got the big Geek Gab logo with uh, a Superman-esque character who is, I would like to note for the purposes of copyright and trademark, visually distinctive from Superman. If you uh, zoom in real close on the chest, you'll see he doesn't even have an S on his chest, just in case DC was getting interested in, uh, in investigating if that violates any copyrights. It most assuredly does not we're taking off for today folks we're leaving you we're gone uh we will be back some other time yeah in fact i think you, i think i can promise that we're leaving you for today but we will be back